When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family of the Tom Bernard podcast with Ralph W. Basher, MD, Hackmaster. Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen, co host Catherine Brandt. And Andy Brandt Bernard. Margie Haber is our special guest. And I'll say the name of her book because you can edit out easily for uh, Frank's speech, right, Andy? I have a feeling I'm going to be not putting this one on Frank's speech, but sure. It's <laughs> a possibility. Uh oh. Her new book, Margie Haber, Fuck Your Comfort Zone. There you go. <laughs> I love that. We'll talk to Margie in just a couple of seconds. Could be Margie, though, too, because Lorenz's mother's name was spelled the same way, and she pronounced it Margie. We will straighten it out. We'll be right back right after this. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the walls of world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finish number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J-Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Well, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Hey, this Brian's up. Summer is finally here, and if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. 
Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, metric cruiser, or sport bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock. Clothing and helmets, too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. Ladies and gentlemen, the book, available on Amazon and everywhere, as a matter of fact. Are you stuck in your comfort zone, in your relationships, in your work, and in your life? What has it done for you lately? Yeah, well, we thought so. It's time for you to fuck your comfort zone. Margie Haber. Is it Margie or Margie? Which way do you pronounce it? It's Margie, but I love the fact that you were brave enough to say, fuck your comfort zone. Because Um, I was just interviewed and they had to go... F it, F it. What means, fuck is a good word. Not, not going to hurt somebody. You want to get out of your comfort zone. You want to push through it. It's an exciting word, actually. It is. And it, look, it, when you use it in that context, you're not talking about the actual yeah. act anyway. Hurting, yes. Or hurting somebody. You're yeah. doing it in a positive way. But hi, is it, is, it, is it Tom? Are you Tom? Yes. Yes, indeed. Hi, Tom. How are I'm Margie. Margie Haber, ladies and gentlemen. Will gen- <laughs> oh, here, here's what I like. Margie Haber will gently and compassionately guide you out of your comfort zone and into a life of bravery, risk-taking, and being the best version of yourself. I can't wait, Margie. I need to be a better person starting today. Wait, yeah. Well, everybody, everybody. You know, the problem with it is that I'm, a, I'm an acting coach, but I'm also, I call it a creative coach. And I work with people who are non-actors, actors. Everybody's the same. We're all the same. Even my stars. You know, I've got very well-known stars. Everybody knows I've been teaching for 173 years. I just looked good, but you can't tell. You can't see me. But I look pretty damn good for 173. But, um, you know, the problem is everybody's um, really afraid to acknowledge the fact that we're all scared. We all have challenges. Yep. And that... Um, Brad Pitt, Halle Berry, uh, Tiffany Hag, all the people I've worked with are just as you, the same as you. They're just as, they, ju- they also have their, cha- their, their challenges. And what we're not, I think, the, what I love about my book, if I do say so myself, I really love my book. It's not like, I, I want everyone to buy it. And why? It's because it's powerful and it's funny and it doesn't preach at you. It's a conversation. And you see people that are just like you who are struggling to, get out of that, that horrible thing called to be or not to be dot dot in control that's my first chapter like we all want to be in control you know and it's just there's i can go on and on but i'll let you say something now go ahead tom thank you margie i appreciate you <laughs> opening the door for me look i want to understand We've just been talking about this quite a bit is the fact that I am absolutely sick and tired of being judged because I don't agree with someone or I don't think what they think. Uh-huh. The, look, I, you and I have never met Margie, but I, I can already tell that you and I get along really well because I would say, you know, I'd say uh-huh. something and you go, I think that's wrong. And I'd say, well, go fuck yourself, Margie. So good. We'd be comfortable, uh-huh. right? Oh, that's the wrong way of using the word. Oh, that's the well, wrong come on. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Margie, you know what I'm saying. It's a situation. Uh, you know, you're talking uh-huh. about, you know, people going through this, that, and the other thing. I have had a very difficult time in my life because, first of all, I, I am not an ass kisser in any way, shape, or form. And it's made my life in Minnesota difficult at times because half this state just loves that butt kissing thing. 
So, well, I call you know a different term is that that this is an interesting thing. Maybe you'll be interested in this part. There is um, we some people like need to please other people. Yeah, you know they need to please. Um, there is a chapter in my book called "Are You a Drama Queen?" and basically it's a triangle that goes from uh, victim, persecutor, and rescuer. And it's easy to get stuck in that triangle on the smallest things. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, I'm trying to rescue, rescue you. Maybe I'm trying to please you by saying, oh, you know, you really uh, you, you really look great in that shirt. I mean, it's very good. It really it covers everything up. You know, it's really good not to rescue you. And then, you'll, and then you'll say in your mind, I can't believe she said that about me. She thinks I'm fat. I cannot, I, how dare she do that? And then you persecute by saying, well, fuck you, man. I'm never going to talk to you again. That is, that's the triangle. Yep. Okay, so that, it's hard to get out of triangle is, because it's very reactive. Is that also known as being passive aggressive? Well, that's an interesting point. It's part of it. It sure is. But okay, it adds another thing called rescuing. I mean, to me, I mean, I'm. I, I think what I'm learning because I'm. I, I struggle with it all the time. I'm. My, my tendency is to be reactive, uh, uh, and take it not as a pinch but as a punch. You know, and it's challenging when um, my feelings get hurt. And so what ends up happening is I, I can easily get into that triangle. My feelings get hurt. Now I'm a victim. And then I, I do the silent treat, treatment. I won't say anything. And then, you know, and then, um, and you know, so you, you're stuck in that. You're stuck in it. And it's not easy. The way you, to do it is to say, okay, how can I, what can I do to change? What can I look about myself? You know, what can I do that's different? Mm-hmm. You know, and what am I, what kind of exercises can I do? I can walk away when someone's being, you know, I have, I happen to be gay. I have a wife and I have a son who's 32 and they're challenging for me because the people in your life that you love the most, I think are most challenging, don't you? I'm looking <laughs> at all three of them right, right now. Right now, all three of them, the son, the daughter, and the wife. Yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> it, it, it's very, very, now we understand, very challenging. So, um, you know, I, I, I love my son. Um, it is wonderful. I adopted him when he was born. He's, the, he's everything to me. But I, all people that are listening that are parents, it's not easy to be a parent. It's really, it's really struggling. You only want them to be the best of themselves. But in doing that, what I did, at least with my son, is I enabled him. You know, I made it much easier. You know, I was, and I would get hurt if he'd ever say, you know, I never let him grow his own wings until I understood how important it was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's me, me being able to say, you know, I need to put boundaries in front and say, you know, let him fall on his face. I always wanted to rescue him. I always wanted, that's like the mom thing, rescue, mm-hmm. rescue, rescue. And then you wonder why he shuts down and says, and, you know, tries to, he's trying to cut the umbilical cord, I'm making it tighter. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, I, and only recently, it's very tough, only recently in the past, Maybe because I wrote this book for the past two and a half years. Um, because of COVID and being stuck in the house, and I have 10 teachers that teach for me uh, in my studio. Uh, we're all on Zoom. Only because of that have I really grown into a person where everything I do now, okay, everything I do, Tom, is through empathy and curiosity. It, as, I teach that as an actor. I live that as a person. And here's the big thing, and I forgive myself when I can't do it. Because it's not easy. But if you, you know, if, if you're, you know, if as, a, as an actor, if actors are listening, 
um, when you're living a character's life, and you you should be curious, what's making this person tick? You know, what's making, you know, why am I behaving this way? And be, have empathy for it. And the person you're having the relationship with is the same thing. What, you know, what what's happening? Why is this person so sad or angry? And they have empathy for it. If we would do this in life, we'd have a happier life. You know what I mean? No, I know exactly what you mean. No, I know. One, one thing I will tell you, Margie, is that, you know, we, I talked about my wife, our son, our daughter, and all the rest of it, and we're joking around a little bit. But mm-hmm. they understand, and I, and, and Catherine, my wife, I, she's the best thing that ever happened to me. Our son and our daughter, the best things that have ever happened to me. Yeah. So that's where that yeah. stands, and it's, you know, uh, it, it, there's a lot of great love there, but there's also what goes along with, with loving them so much is there's a fear that somebody will do something to them, and then I'll end up in prison. You know what I mean? Because she'll kill, kill them. Yes, exactly <laughs> right. You mess with my family, you're going to have to die. Yeah. That's just how it is. Yeah, I, feel like, I feel that way about my dog, Georgie. <laughs> That's nice. I love my son. I got to if something happens to my Tibetan terrier, I'll just like he's like in my end of the book, which you must read because you're going to love it. I'm serious. Yes. At the end of the book, um, I talk about Georgie, and um, because Georgie would sit next to me. Um, he's got this beautiful hair. He'd sit next to me as I wrote my book, and he'd sigh. Every time I just wrote something, it was just like he was my partner. <laughs> <laughs> well, Margie, by coincidence, I, I, you're talking yeah, to four, a four-person family. We also have four dogs in the family, so there you go. Kath and I have one. Andy has one, and Alex has uh, two. We have you four understand. dogs. Yep. Ah, uh, they get so deep into your heart. They sure do. They do. <laughs> They really do. But, you know, the thing that I, I really learned when people ask me, you know, is this an acting book? Is this a, I said, no. The thing is, you have to know yourself first before you can act, before you can create. So it's a book. I want to know. I want to, I want to be the best Margie I can be. That's yeah, me. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, so I, I look at things that I do because I'm a control freak. I look at it and I go, wait, I control of the stupidest things. Like, I absolutely hate being late. I cannot stand being late. I'm a compulsively on-time person. Susan, my wife, she will take her time, and she'll go, and I will be, like, already stressed out. Because, God forbid, I should be two or three minutes late, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I can be, I, and I have had to breathe, take a breath, and go, okay, all right, that's, you're going to be two minutes late, it's okay. When I play charades, I'm uh, a complete control freak, you know? I mean, that's done my way. And my way or the highway, you cannot play charades unless you play it my way. And if I want to take 500,000 pictures of my son, he makes, he freaks, you know, he's like, no pictures. So now I've learned I can take three pictures. It's called compromise. I can let other people take over. And, you know, letting go of control is huge, isn't it? Did you find that? Oh, my wife stares at me. I thought she was going to say something. She was staring at me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very difficult. Well, as she's talking, I'm like, eh, sounds a lot like someone we all know. What? You're kind of a control freak. True. <clears throat> but I have, but again, I will say that I grew up in a very, very poor neighborhood. And if you didn't have control of the situation, yep. you were done. That's a fact. Yeah. That's true. That's been, and that, by the way, Tom, is what why they have that um, one chapter that I love in my book is called uh, Does Your Armor Serve You? And there's an actress named Tiffany Haddish uh, yeah, who's sure. very successful. She's been, you know, very successful. She's my student. And um, she grew up very, very poor. She grew up um, as a foster child. She grew up uh, abused, 
And when I met her, she was 10 years ago. She was in a car. I mean, she was living in a car. Ooh. I gave her, you know, I took her in, in my under my wings. I gave her free classes. I knew she was talented. And all she wanted to do uh, was to be a, com- a, a comic. That's all she wanted. Mm-hmm. I said, but there's more underneath you, Tiffany. There's, I don't, why do I want to go, girl, I don't need to go there. I'm not going to go there. I want to be a comic. I'm not going to be a comic. I'm not going to do any drama. And I said, yeah, but you can't, you can't even, you, we are all layered human beings. You have, so I, I had her look at her core, her sadness, her fear, her pain, and remove the armor of, of humor, because that can be an armor. And she, of course, she talks about it in the book. She writes a whole thing in the book about, about how, how much, how hard it was for her to do that. But that it eventually it made her um, a be not only a better person, but she started realizing that she didn't have to limit herself to what she was going to do in her entire life. Now she can do all parts of kinds of parts instead of that. Do you know what I'm saying? So we, we we're controlled by our our mask, by our armor. Well, it, that's that's fear based, right? Yes, but underneath it is fear, sadness, and pain, and love. Yeah. So, but when you, but if I said to you, what's your name? I don't know your name. Catherine. Catherine. Nice to meet you. Catherine, sorry, Catherine. Catherine, if I said, nice to meet you. If I said to you, Catherine, that I'm scared right now, that, um, you know, I'm scared, whatever that is. And I said that to you without being emotional, but but an observing mind, then that secret's out. And once the secret's out, you don't have to hide it so much. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You don't have to walk around wearing the wall. It's a matter of trust. You have to trust the person you're talking to, and you have to trust yourself. Absolutely. Big, big Which word, is, Yeah, well, I mean, it, it totally makes sense. What was the, okay, so it sounds like you're a psychiatrist, acting coach. <laughs> well, <laughs> Agent. I'm like that. Well, you know, I, when you've worked for, I've, I've, I know, when you've worked for 35, 40 years, I've worked a long time with um, people that to teach them behavior, to, to have them look at their truth of themselves. Uh, I become a person who's wiser, and you know, I'm wiser now than I ever was before, um, because now I'm willing to, to stretch out of my comfort zone and, and look at my own truths. And it's not easy, because sometimes I don't like what I see. <laughs> but then I realize I forgive myself, and because and habits are tough to break, you know? They're very tough. You can't break them overnight. They take forever. How did how, Margie? How does somebody become an acting coach? I, I would assume, early in life, you wanted to be an actor yourself. You were an actor yourself. How do, how do you become mm-hmm. an acting coach? Well, that's a good question. I don't think anyone's asked me that question. Um, well, you know, everything. I think uh, you'd have to at first ask me, and that would may change things a little bit because I was always. Uh, a performer. I loved Judy Garland, and sure. I was always singing. And I sang in New York, um, and I sang when I'm from New York. I sang in New York, and I was a singer. And um, I didn't know I was going to be actri- an actress. Really, I was more of a singer at the time. And I was 19- in 1970. I met Mary uh, Mary Wilson from The Supremes, Diana Ross and The Supremes. Sure. Uh, when I was in, when yeah, and I was because she was, I I told you I was, I'm always on time, so I was even early. I went to my singing teacher, and there she was, Mary singing, and she said, "Oh, Margie, you want to sing with me? You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you." And we sang together, and we 
And to make a long story short, we became best friends. And in those of 69, and for two years, we, um, she'd come in and we, I mean, she was dating Tom Jones. It was all whole number, but anyway, I could go on and on. But she said, the Supremes are coming to an end in Vegas. And she said, Margie, why don't you move to California? And I did. But you see, the thing I, I did was, I didn't, I, I, whatever came in front of me, I took it. I didn't doubt it. I, that, I was very brave. I just really said, fuck it. And I came out here and I lived with her. And then I started taking acting classes. So, you know, if, if, you, if you allow yourself to take journeys and not question them, you'll never know. I mean, it's amazing what can happen in your life. Uh, and I, uh, it was, then I was studying with Lee Strasberg. Um, and one of the people that were there asked me if I would teach speech with them because I graduated in speech pathology and audiology. So I, I was a speech therapist at the time. And so I started working with all these international people because they all didn't know how to speak, uh, you know, American, and they all had different challenges. And and from that, because of that, I started teaching um, actors, human beings, actors, everyone, how to talk in phrases that you don't just talk one word at a time like the British do. And then I, because of that, I ended up developing this cold reading audition technique, which is called the Haber phrasing, which people can use when they are even getting up and doing public speaking. They use a paper and you are allowing yourself to, to, to actually read off the paper and come up and communicate. And it became, made me famous and I wrote another book called um, How to Get the Part Without Falling Apart. That was 20 years ago. So it became, um, and, and so it's kind of, to me, it slipped in. I always loved teaching. I've always, teaching to me is the best career anybody could ever have. I get the opportunity to change people's lives. They get to change mine. What could be better than that, right? No, so I left myself yeah. the door open to do something like that. And then I became a famous, 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 famous teacher. <laughs> Other than, was it, were you famous? That's what I wanted to know. She was very famous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not, I, I, many, many famous, 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 famous. But, you know, to be an acting coach, I mean, I, I, I don't. I don't like the term acting coach, quite honestly. I feel I'm more of a creative coach. Of course, I'm a, you know, I'm known, my studio is known for auditioning for film and television. That's what they're known for. But I, but I see myself as someone who helps people, whether you're an actor or not an actor, you know. Um, there, you know, there's this you know, guy, Hadis Tadis, okay? He is the director of Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Right. And he, he, he came to me. Uh, to came to me because he wanted to learn how to play. They were stuck in his intellectual process, and he was um, he wrote a whole thing in my book. Um, and he was so afraid of, of being imperfect. I mean, literally, he would cry. He cried one day, the tears were rolling. I said, "What's wrong, Hannah?" She said, "I've never allowed myself to be imperfect." You know, that's sad, oh, isn't it? Sure. No, I'm sure it's true, though. It's a lot of pressure. No. Margie, I have to ask yeah. you a question. Well, yeah, that's why very successful people. Yeah. When did yeah. you when did you leave New York for Los Angeles? Nineteen seventy. Nineteen seventy, you left. Okay. Um, because of Mary. Right. Have you done Have you done a lot of voiceover throughout the years? No. Why not? I have not. Why haven't I could, you? Though, I could have. I should have. I don't know. My my life was so so busy and involved oh, okay. with things. I did a lot of commercials. 
I mean, you know, I did a lot of commercials. I bought a house of commercials. I did a lot of commercials in my life. And, um, you know, did really well in commercials. Um, you know, it's where it took me. Uh, I didn't know. You told me today that I was going to be this guru, that communication guru, that I was going to be this famous acting coach. You mm-hmm. told me that. I say, what? I have no intention. You know, it's where my life went, and I'm very thankful for it, yeah. you know. No, but I could do voice. You want to do a show together? We'll do a voice. You want to do a radio show together? Yes, we should. Mar- no, did, <laughs> but you have a very interesting voice. You're, you're, uh, I did voiceover for 35 yeah. years, something like 40 years, whatever it was. Yeah. And I tell you what, you're, yeah. you're, the tone of your voice is very sellable, I'll tell you that. Everybody loves my voice. I don't know. It's, it's, it's I, a I know. Voice. Um, I think, well, I think what, I, what happened with me is, I, because I was a speech therapist and I taught voice, yeah. I notice when my voice gets really low and I get stuck on my vocal cords right here like what I'm doing right now, like really right now, and when I just lift it up a little higher, I, it sound, I have a little more vulnerability in it. Yeah. So I kind of yep. learn how to use my voice in a way that's softer and more vulnerable because I'm a New York Jew. What are you doing? What? Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. That's you know, really me. That's I, the real Margie. I'm going to invite you someday to be on my... I do a morning show in town as well. And I'm going to introduce you as Margie New York Jew Haber. What do you think? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, listen, anything you want to do, all of, no problem with that. I mean, listen, I, I'm, I, I out myself. I, I think the problem with people is that they're afraid to tell their, to, to, that people are going to not like them. I I'm agree. gay, I'm Jewish, woman. I have a lot of these things, you know. And if people are listening... Uh, one of the things that's uh, important is to there were no nobody's any better than than you. You know, I mean, if you're whatever you are, minorities you are. It's very sad that this country has put down so many people. I mean, everyone should, is equal. Everyone, everyone yep, is the same. I agree. And so, um, you know, and it's hard. I mean, I, you know, someone uh, I do a, a, a scene. I call it "Slice of Life" in class. Um, you know, it's about my student who's um, audition and booked this movie. And the movie is fascinating. Um, it's about this woman who comes home and can't find her husband. She looks around, her husband can't find him anywhere. She, then she sees the book that he wrote and sees the name of the woman that wrote it was Eve. He, she goes looking around for Eve, finds Eve, and then all of a sudden has a major connection to her. I'm like, my what? And it turns out Eve is a transgender of her husband. Okay? Okay. And I had to have my, <clears throat> yes. Yeah, and I had I actor guys live the life of a transgender. Very difficult, very challenging, because uh, because of uh, the prejudice and bias and stuff like that happens. But you know, to have somebody walk in the shoes of somebody else is is, is to me the only way we're all going to get along. Don't you think? I don't think there's any question, and I agree with you. We are all equal across the board, and um, I think to tell you the truth. Some people on both sides of any issue, whether it be skin color or orientation or whatever it is, the problem is I would say 90% of the people handle it very, very well, and the other 10% of people take advantage of it in some way, and I'm just saying whether it's in a positive way or a negative way, about 10% of the people are causing all the problems, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I just think if we'd all be kinder yep. mm-hmm. and we'd all have empathy and curiosity, we'd all get along. I mean, listen. I mean, no, not. I mean, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm. I have my views. Very. I'm very. You know. I'm viewed in that area. I just mentioned a very. I don't want to call me a liberal Democrat. Whatever you want to call me, it doesn't make a difference. I just want. I think that everybody has the right to 
anything that they need to do for themselves. Yeah. But we shouldn't judge. I shouldn't judge you. Why should I judge you? Maybe you don't believe in what I believe, but, you know, just, just don't judge me. I remember going to, I was in Washington, D.C., teaching, and I teach all over the world, you know, and I was teaching in Washington, D.C., and I was on, and it was, I, and we were talking about what's going on right now, which is this mm-hmm. whole uh, discussion about uh, Roe versus Wade, and, you know, and she is a, this woman was a pro-life person. I'm a pro-choice. But we, I listened to her, mm-hmm. and I didn't judge her. She listened to me. I, she didn't judge me. We got out of the bus. We put our arms around each other. I don't think she changed her mind. I don't think I changed my mind. But it was respectful. And she walked away saying, hmm, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to stay where I am, and you stay where you are. But we, 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 respect, we respect each other. And what's wrong with that? We should do that with everything. And I'm, I'm here to tell you we should do that with everything. With everything. What I really don't yeah. like, Margie, what, you know, here's the situation. In my life, I've never been involved in an abortion, right? So should I even get uh-huh. an yeah. opinion? Unless I've been involved in it, why, or thinking about it, or did it, or didn't do it, or whatever it was, I've never been involved in it at all, so why should I get an opinion anyway? I don't know what that's like. I have no idea what that feels like, Right. Because you've never lived in there in that person's shoes. Exactly. So why can I judge? I don't understand that. Right. You know. You know. I mean. You know. I think we can go on politics forever. But I guess the thing to say to, that I would say in it is that um, I feel sorry for people. I mean, I feel empathy yeah. for people. Yeah. And you know, if and I feel empathy if somebody, um, but I don't want to make that decision for you. You know, I, I right. adopted my son. Because, and and the woman who who um, gave birth was in Tennessee. She was pro life, and she decided to give her the, the baby away. Mm-hmm. And I'm very grateful. For that. Oh, lucky for you. I'm very I grateful. For that. There you go. But she's never judged me, but she's never judged me. She never judged that I'm pro choice. Never judged me that I'm gay. She's never judged me. Her, she's very different than I am. She can live, let her live her life the way she wants to live it. Why should I tell her that she has to be a pro-choice? Why should I tell everything? You live it, but don't tell me what I should do. I, that's, that's, exactly, that's, that's exactly what I'm mm-hmm. saying, Marge. Margie, that's exactly what I'm saying. Unless you've lived it, unless it's been part of your life, I don't even know if yeah. you should get a vote. Yeah. Right? It's very, it's just, well, it's, it's, it's hard. It's a hard thing. But, you know, I think that, you know, one, one of the reasons why I wrote this book, you know, um, Fuck Your Comfort Zone, <laughs> is because... So many people are basing, based, so many people are afraid, and that's what causes them to be prejudiced. So many people are afraid, fear, that's what causes yeah. them to stay comfortable, you know, fear. But fear, fear can be, can, if, you, if you don't use, if you use fear in a positive way, it can, it can really be, it can be really good for you. Like, I can be afraid of something, and it gets me excited. Mm-hmm. But if I'm afraid of something and I shut down, I shut down, that's a bad thing. So it's, it's how you do it. I mean, and I think the book, my book, has some solutions that I like very much about way to talk people, like the I messages. You know, like we don't attack people, um, and it's funny, and it has my voice in it, and it has some great people in it. I just, um, I, I really hope that you, I want everybody to to um, email me at um, inputmargiehaber dot com and tell me what they think of the book. I really want to see if it's helped them. I had a, I'm going to tell you a story. I had a, a, a woman who came to my book launching party. I've known her for 35 years, all right? Um, very beautiful, but very controlled. Very controlled woman. 
And she came in, and she and this guy, and I said, so are you going to buy the book so I can sign it? And he said, well, we don't like the title of your book. Oh. <laughs> now, there's 200 people at this book launching party, stars and press and everything. This was, this was two weeks ago, right? And my, my, uh, my old reaction would be to react and say, oh, you know what? Fuck you. I'm never going to speak to you. I walk away, right? But I said, okay, thank you. I walked away. Right. It was very good. And then, they, then a little bit later, they came over and I and bought the book and, I, and signed it. So she texts me, okay, Tom and Catherine. She texts me. She texts me. She, she, never, she never even uses her phone. She says, she's very, 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 very wealthy. She always just emails. She texts me and said, Margie, I on my second time reading the book, and I cannot tell you what this has done for my life. I am now looking at it. I'm using a colored marker, and I'm seeing how all these things have gotten in my way. Thank you for changing my life. Well, that was the biggest text I've ever gotten from anybody that yep. really meant something because she, she took she took a look at herself, and that's all this book is: take a look at yourself, see the truth. It is wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, Margie Haberts, H-A-B-E-R. You can pick up the book just about. So what do they, do they end cap your book because it's F asterisk C-K? Will, will they end cap it for you? You, you? you can't, well, if you want, when you get the book in, you know, on Amazon or wherever you get it, um, if you wrote the word F-U-C-K, you, you wouldn't be able to get it. Right. And right. the irony, don't, you know, but if anybody's listening, there's, you, there's so much rip-off stuff on that other books because there are other books when you do when you do F S C K your your comfort zone, you're gonna see a book somebody wrote on uh, uh, a work book on my book, which is bullshit. It's uh, not it's, I never did that. Really? There's an audio. I've never really? done that. Jesus. Yeah, it's very upsetting. That, I, I mean Simon Schuster is a distributor and Simon Schuster should do something about it. So just don't just buy the book. Don't buy anything else that they talk about. Exactly. Margie, come back soon. I love Red, talking to you. Red, yellow, black. There you go. All right, well, we've been fabulous a lot, a lot of things, didn't we? So we did. We <laughs> got a, a good lot. Time. Margie, thank uh, you. Well, you'll get Have a good day. I already can give you my information and nice to you. All right, thank you. Thanks. Bye. Margie Haber, ladies and gentlemen. We'll take a break. Be right back in a couple of minutes with the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com because life is expensive enough. And we are back with Stretch's picks. Who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SaberHeating.com. 
Tom here for Continuum Weight and Well-Being. If you were like me and constantly finding yourself in weight loss mode, I have great news. Continuum is here. It's new and they're doing it differently. There are no meal replacements or foods you're required to purchase. They specialize in customizing meal plans for you using all whole nutritious foods. They don't just focus on weight loss. They're upfront with their pricing. And most importantly, Continuum is designed for long-term success. Schedule a free consultation. Find out more today. Simply go to their website, Continuum Weight weightwellbeing.com or call or text them at 952-491-6527 and catch the Continuum team on my podcast on Thursdays, 11.15 a.m. I've learned so much from them, and I know you will too. Continuum Weight and Wellbeing Life Beyond Weight Loss Mode. I will tell you one thing about Margie Haber that I really, really enjoyed. <laughs> was <laughs> Sorry, Jude's pestering me. She's a very strong, very direct woman. And when she says things like, oh, you know, I'm an outspoken lesbian Jew. <laughs> it's like, okay, Margie, I guess we know where you stand. No, I thought she was terrific. I thought she was a great guest. Oh, shit. Absolutely. I love that attitude. Got a great attitude. We had uh, two people on from Los Angeles today, both of them with an attitude. Kristen Burt and Margie Havers. It all worked out. Oh, where do we find <laughs> these people with attitudes? Loud and proud. Is Loud and proud. It is pretty interesting, though, that, I, that she's right on the money, basically. Absolutely. It's like, enjoy your life. You wouldn't be so angry at everybody else if you'd yeah. take time to enjoy your life. Well, and do you really want to spend time with people that just... Ex- feel exactly the same way I you do, and do on yes. every single topic. Wouldn't well, that get boring? I, I always have to be right, apparently. That's a lot of people are like that. Well, that's a controlling issue. Yes, yes it, it is. is. Yes. Well, look at how people curate their Twitter feeds. It's all people who are exactly like them. It's yeah. like a clone following himself 10,000 times. <laughs> that is true, isn't it? That is very true. Oh, I ha- guess that Twitter thing went through. What Which Twitter, Twitter thing? thing? The board voted unanimous, unanimously sorry to take the money from Elon Musk and so he, so going, so, so I guess he did buy it well I don't know what that means the board voted I don't know if that means it's a done deal I think it does because I thought that he was PO'd because they were finding out that Twitter had like 60% bots or something or what would they do about that Andy if they so, do have 60% bots if he owns it he can take that out but Bot why would you very pay easy to filter out but why would you pay full price for something that's like, isn't that 60% less valuable if 60% of it is fake people? Well, I mean, there was never any value to begin with, so it's kind of like, you know, it's like you buy a bag of chips at 60% air, but you knew that ahead of time, so you buy it anyway. So I have a question for you, though. So what do bots do, actually? Because I don't go on social media. Fake follows, know. fake likes, fake retweets, fake so replies. Can you buy those? Oh, yeah. Well, that's well, what a lot of that's what a lot, a lot of marketing companies yep. do is they yep. make a bunch of bots and then they go in and they attack somebody that's mm-hmm. you know how is that legal? Uh, because legal they don't because know they're doing it and nobody cares. Yeah, Twitter doesn't care. It's up to Twitter. If they want to <clears throat> let bots ruin their site, they can do that. So they can ruin people's businesses for no reason. Yep. That's horrible. Or build someone's reputation. Or, oh, God, for no yeah. Reason. Anytime you see a politician or, like, some random person will tweet something hyper-political, this guy has, like, you know, 500 followers, he tweets something political, 
and he gets 500,000 likes for it, that's bots. <laughs> exactly. That is a super PAC buying bots to give likes to that tweet. Yeah, and they basically say the same thing over and over again. It'll just be it. Oh, they do. Yeah. It'll just be reaction yeah. gifs and, you know, that sort of thing. I don't understand why they can get away with that. Because there's no law against it. But it's not but, real. It's a flat-out lie. Because, well, radio because it, was, it, was, it was doing what they wanted it to do politically. God. They wanted to ruin. Well, yeah, what politician is going to make it illegal for them to <clears throat> weaponize the internet? That's true. If yeah, they, they want to do it, no, right. no one's going to vote to say you can't do that anymore. Yeah, because yeah, they can use it as a campaigning tool, exactly. as a they policy tool. They can use it in a million different ways. It's very valuable to yep. a politician actually to be able to mani- manipulate social media. So oh my it's, God! It's all about money, 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 mm-hmm. money. It's just, it's all that matters anymore. Yeah, is money. Good God! Money and power. We got Joe on the phone. And we also have Tiger Carver, but Joe called in by about like five seconds earlier. So, so. he wins. You guys <laughs> call in together all the time? Nobody you schmooze and then, hey, let's call in together. I guess so. Sure, why not? What do you think, Tyre? We got about six minutes to go, so you each get three minutes. What about that? What do you think? I was just calling in to give a shout-out to Polly on congratulations on eight months of riding. Exactly. Joe, Absolutely. thank you for that because he scared the piss out of me. I know. We all that. were just like, let's oh. go beat him up. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the same boat, brother. i tell you what. <laughs> you felt the same way. Yeah. Uh, like, come on, man. You can do it. Anybody can do it. You and I have done it. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, you're just saying no. I love the fact that you got See, now this Joe is what I'm talking about. So Polly calls in. He pulls my tit. Uh, then you okay. call in and say, hey, gross. congratulations to Paul. Okay, no, gross. Men have tit, a little tit. Oh, okay. okay, just the word Please, tit. Just, okay, let's move. Say oh, anything else tit? other than, uh, okay. okay. Do you have okay, to never, continue to say it? Never mind. Over and over. But, Joe, you calling in congratulating Polly for, for eight months of sobriety is why I love this show. This show shows show support. Uh, you listeners support one another like there's no tomorrow. You support the show. I hope you feel we support you. That's a huge part of the show for us. Huge part. Right. On a different note, um, on the news last night, they told us that the championship belt worn by Muhammad Ali is going to be auctioned off. Oh, oh dear. God. How much they ask? starts at $500,000. Oh, yeah, that sounds wow. about right. It's probably going to go for I'm like surprised $5 million. I was going to say, I'm surprised it starts so low. The bidding that's always starts low to generate that's buzz. True. Okay, yeah. It's, it's going to go for like three, four million. Probably. God, that's amazing. That is unbelievable. I uh, got very, very lucky back in the day because I, I have a boxing glove that was autographed by Muhammad Ali. Yes, although do. the signature is starting to really fade on that. Well, That'll sure. happen. It's yeah. Well, it's also a clown boxing glove. Yeah. Not a clown boxing glove. It's just huge. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no human could ever wear that thing. All right, Joe. Thank you again for calling in and congratulating Paulie. I think it's a huge part of the show. No so problem. Thank you, pal. We'll talk to you soon. I'll take care. Thanks. Bye. We move on Bye. to Tire Carver. Tire, your three minutes. Here we go, Pally. Hey, I, I, I sent. Yeah. See you later, Joe. What's happening? There we are. There we go. We got it. Weird. Sorry about that. Not a problem. I sent a leak to Andy because the end of the first hour, you guys were talking about all the Disney parks. Mm-hmm. About a week, week and a half ago, they came out with the ultimate Disney package. It's a 26-day trip, if I remember. Yep, 26 you days. You get your own private, oh. 757, 24-day? Yep. Okay. 
Uh, you get your own private 757, tickets to the parks, staying at all the luxury resorts, and you go to every park on this trip. And I know how much it so, costs. Did they tell you how much it costs? Yes, $110,000 per person. <laughs> per person? <laughs> well, to be fair, when he says every park, he means in the entire world. In the world, yes. Every Disney park on yeah. Earth. So you go to yeah. Japan, you world. go to China, you go to Paris. 757, baby. Yeah, you're going to both coasts of but the U.S. still, that's a lot of money. Well, it's only half a million yep. if the family went. But mm-hmm. you- yeah, only a half a million. Well, you got to bring the bring the little kids too, so it'd be closer to a mil for it's you. It's gonna yeah. be a million. Can, can we bring the dog? That'll be a million one. <laughs> <laughs> now we're up to a million one. There we go. Now it's it's supposed to be a yeah. It's amazing. I don't know who put that together because I do not like the guy who who took over Disney. They no gotta one get, does. They got to get rid paycheck? of paycheck. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Paycheck. Exactly right, yep. but are you gonna? So you are gonna buy the package for you and well, you, that'd be only four hundred forty thousand for you. You get four people. Forty five hundred dollars a day is what it ad, adds up to. There you so, go. I mean, you know, it's yeah, it's just pocket change. Yeah, hmm. no change. problem. Got to raise the prices on the ice cream truck for it. <laughs> I suppose yeah. you will. What's the thing? All the food and stuff, I'm sure, is not included. Uh, it is. Included. Oh yeah, it is. No, included. everything. The article I read, it said everything was included. Yep, everything is included. Oh, so you know tickets, what's not included? I mean, other than buying souvenirs. You know what's what? not included is return <laughs> airfare. So they're just going to strand you, God knows where, and you have to figure it Somewhere. out by yourself. What? It's hmm. a terrible idea. That is interesting. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna. Oh yeah, it ends. Let's see. Where does it end? Oh. They also take you to India to see the Taj Mahal in Egypt to visit the pyramids. Do I get a discount? I already did that. So this, so this is. No, yeah, no, so it ends in Orlando. So you have so, to figure out how to get home from Orlando. Not a problem. Oh, so this is a tour of the world, basically. So they'll have. So everybody's got. Everybody. Be, the the seven fifty seven should be full. Yeah. It's not going to be private. No, it's full. It says okay. it's a private jet. No, but, it's private. But No, it's privately well, owned. No. Private jet, the article I read. accommodations. They're not going to give me a 757 for 100 and whatever you 10, said. For, no. if, yeah, I, if I'm the, the only tour. one that wants to go. Right. It's no, not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So that's, that's what that is. That's nice. All right, Tyre, you're uh, a good man. Thank you. All righty. Well, have a good one, guys. You too. Tyre Carver, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you to Joe. Thank you to everybody. Margie, Margie got a hell of an attitude. That's Margie. all I have to say. Margie, Margie, I know. I, well, Margie Laurent. It was Margie. Yeah, my whole I life. had I had a, a cousin that was Margie. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Margaret, so it should be Margie. It should be Margie. Just yeah. depends on what people. I wish that's the one thing called. I wish, Catherine, that you could have met Andy Fisher's mother and the Laurent's mother. Uh, go down the list. You'd have loved them both. They're amazing. All right, that's going to do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.